Okay, thank you for listening to Beyond the Court Ministries. My name is Destiny Hughes Santos. If you're busy and you want to learn more of the Word, this is a place where you can grow in the Word of God and get something and apply it practically to your life. So thanks again for listening, and I hope you enjoy the Beyond the Court Ministries podcast. All right, so welcome to episode 16. We have been studying the book of Luke. And we are currently in Luke chapter 4. Last time we went over Luke chapter 4 verse 9 through 13. And we talked about how the enemy used scripture to try to get Jesus to harm himself. And from that we looked at how the enemy may sometimes use spiritual things such as scripture or religion for an agenda. And the agenda is always to try to still kill and destroy us and ultimately still kill and destroy our faith. And so we talked about how there's four keys of wisdom to know when is truly God speaking. And the four keys are one, if it lines up with God's scripture, because God would never tell us to do anything that is contradictory to his word. Two, does it line up with God's nature and his character? So even though the enemy tried to get Jesus to jump off the building by using a scripture that is not of God's nature. God would never tell us to do anything that will harm ourselves or harm others. So does it line up with scripture? Does it line up with God's nature and character? Does it produce spiritual fruit in my life or in the lives of others? And the fourth one is, does it set me free or someone else free and bring peace? So those are four keys of wisdom we can use to know when God is speaking to us. And if it lines up with those four things, we know we can go full on with faith. Another thing we talked about was how the enemy tried to create doubt. And if Jesus would have jumped, he could have potentially hurt himself. And that would have been an opportunity for Jesus to doubt God and even blame God for the injuries. And in the same way, there may be things that we've walked through tough moments or things that we believed God for and it didn't happen or we went through a tough circumstance and the enemy would try to use that to hurt us and destroy our faith and get us to question God or doubt God and ultimately we just have to always know that we live in a fallen world and even though God is powerful because of the fallen world and because of sin God cannot answer every single prayer God cannot um, rescue us from every single trial and tribulation Jesus himself said we will go through uh, tough moments but he also said he would be with us in the midst of it so we have to continue to have faith and not let the enemy try to destroy our faith and create doubt from something that he created in the first place and then the last thing we talked about is how the enemy always waits for opportunities to attack us when we're vulnerable and he'll try to wait for opportunities to attack us when we're weak so that's kind of what we spoke about last time Today, we're going to pick up in Luke chapter 4, and we're going to pick up in verse 14, and it says, Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogue and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor 
has come. Verse 20. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. How can this be? They asked. Isn't this Joseph's son? Then he said, you will undoubtedly quote me this proverb, physician, heal yourself, meaning do miracles here in your hometown like those you did in Capernaum. But I tell you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. Verse 25, certainly there were many needy widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the heavens were closed for three and a half years and a severe famine devastated the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them. He was sent instead to a foreigner, a widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elijah. But the only one healed was Naaman, a Syrian. When they heard this, the people in the synagogue were furious. Jumping up, they mobbed him and forced him to the edge of the hill on which the town was built. They intended to push him over the cliff, but he passed right through the crowd and went on his way. And we're actually going to stop right there in verse 30. So there were a few things that actually stood out. The first one was found in verse 14 and 15, and it says Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit's power and he taught regularly in the synagogue. And from that, that just shows that God is constantly teaching. He has a heart to teach. Even when Jesus physically walked the earth, if he was full of God's power and constantly teaching in the synagogue, there's something that God has for me every single day. He regularly taught. And I got to make sure that I put myself in a position to receive from God daily, whether that's listening to church sermons or different podcasts, reading God's word, studying his word, reading different books. And so number one, God is constantly trying to teach me something and I have to make sure that I'm putting myself in a position to listen and to learn. And from that same verse, that just shows that as we live and try to model Christ Jesus, that we are also teaching something regularly, whether I like it or not, whether I'm doing it on purpose or not, my life non-verbally and verbally is always communicating something, is always teaching something. And so it's my job also to be filled with God's Holy Spirit so that the lifestyle that I'm living and teaching both verbally and non-verbally is a message that God wants others to, to hear and see from my lifestyle. And the only way I can know that I'm following God's will on that is constantly being filled with God's spirit. And as I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, my life, my words, and everything I do should constantly teach a positive message that can influence and impact people for Christ. The second thing I noticed is in verse 15, it says that Jesus was praised by everyone. But then when he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, when he tried to go to the synagogue and read the scripture from Isaiah, and he started to identify with the scripture from Isaiah and said, the scripture has been fulfilled today, the people in Nazareth weren't as receiving. And they were like, isn't this Joseph's son? And I just thought it was interesting that as Jesus was traveling through the Galilee region, some people received his message, but then when he got into his hometown in Nazareth, 
his message wasn't received as well. And that also reminded me of a verse in Matthew that I feel kind of highlights this point a little further. And I just want to read it real quick. And this is found in Matthew chapter 13, verse 53. It says, when Jesus had finished telling these stories and illustrations, he left that part of the country. He returned to Nazareth, his hometown. When he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, where does he get this wisdom and the power to do miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just the carpenter's son. And we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. All his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. And so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. And that was Matthew chapter 13, verse 53 through 58. So my question was, why did the people in his hometown not receive him as well? And the thing that came up was because they became over familiar with Jesus. And I'm reminded, it's kind of like as a parent, tell a child something and that child doesn't really hear the message. But then when someone else tells the child the same exact thing, for some reason it clicks and for some reason, when we are super close to people, those are the people that we tend to not receive as much from versus someone that we don't really know. And that's just our human nature. And my heart on this is, you know, if I lived in the town of Nazareth during this time and I saw Jesus grow up and I knew his family, would I also have been less receptive to receive from him? And so how can we apply this to our lives today is regardless of when our relationship with God started, or maybe it's just now getting started, there may be a time where we have listened to a ton of different topics from the Bible, or we've read through the whole entire Bible. And we're like, you know what, I've heard about this before, I read that scripture before, and we get to a point where it's very, very familiar. And as we continue to grow, we have to be careful that we guard our hearts from becoming over familiar with God. Because, you know, Jesus says in his word that we should receive the kingdom of God like a child. You know, that's actually a verse and it's found in Luke chapter 18, verse 16 and 17. And I'm just going to read that for a moment because I think the more of the word of God that speaks the better. And so this is found in Luke chapter 18, verse 16. And it says, then Jesus called for the children and said to the disciples, let the children come to me. Don't stop them for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. And so as we grow in our relationship with God, we just have to always maintain that childlike faith and not become over familiar and start to have pride in our past knowledge. And when I think of a child, I have a nephew who's not even two years old yet, and he loves the Lion King and he can watch the Lion King over and over and over and over. And it's like, geez, how many times can you watch the Lion King? Well, he's not getting tired of it because he's a child. And I'm sure as he gets older, he's probably going to be like, you know what? I'm tired of watching the Lion King. But right now he's a child. And every time he watches it, he's amazed at what he sees. 
And in the same way, we have to have that childlike faith with God. It's no matter how many times we read the Bible, no matter how many sermons we hear about, do you know what, God? I know you can teach me something new. I know I can receive something fresh. And we just always have to have that hunger for God and be careful not to become like the people in Nazareth who became over familiar with Jesus. And because of that, he was only able to do a few miracles. So that was the third thing I noticed. And then the fourth and final thing was also with that same idea of becoming over familiar, not only should we not do it with God, we also should not do it with people. You know, the people closest to us, our family, our spouse, our co-workers, our boss, our friends, it's easy to dismiss the gifts of God that they bring. And so instead of being dismissive, just being careful to not overlook those things with the people that's closest to us and be able to highlight and encourage and build upon and help them reach their full potential in Christ instead of diminishing or belittling because they're so close to us and we feel like we have the freedom to to do that. So overall, what can we get from the message today is one, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and taught regularly in the synagogue. And in the same way, even to this day, God is regularly teaching me something. I have to make sure I put myself in a position to receive from him daily. Number two, God is also wanting to use me to teach something regularly. And so I have to make sure that just like Jesus, I am constantly being filled with the Holy Spirit so that the message that God wants me to teach is impacting and influencing people in a positive and in a godly way. Number three, Jesus' hometown didn't receive him or receive the miracles that he brought because they knew him. They knew his family. They saw him grow up. And so he wasn't able to do the same miracles that he was able to do in other places because of their over-familiarity. And in the same way, I must make sure and guard myself from having so much pride in what I know in God that I become over-familiar and spiritually proud to where I'm no longer receiving him like a child and I'm limiting the power and the influence that God wants to do in my life. And then the fourth and final thing, I must make sure that I'm highlighting and influencing and encouraging the people closest to me to live out the God-given purpose and the message that God put in their life and not dismissing or belittling those closest to me because of my over-familiarity. So that was the message for today. And let's just end in prayer. So Lord, I just thank you for your word. I thank you that we can model you in everything that we do. And Lord, I just pray that for every listener out there and every believer out there, that you will help them continue to mature and grow in you. And Lord, not only that you will help them continue to learn and grow from you because we know that you're teaching us daily, but also that you would fill us up and help us teach daily as well. Help us live the life that you're calling us to live by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that that you will help us not become over familiar with you. I pray you will help us have childlike faith that our pursuit of you will never get old, that our love for you will never die out. And Lord, I just pray that you will help us not only stay childlike in our faith in you, but also stay childlike in our relationship with those around us and to not dismiss the power of God and other people and our families and those closest to us because of our over familiarity with them. And so, Lord, we just love you, and I thank you, and I ask this, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Court Ministries podcast. 
If you enjoyed the message today, please subscribe and share with others as I will continue to upload weekly messages. Also, if you would like a daily devotional, shoot me an email at destinyhughes20 at gmail.com. That's D-E-S-T-I-N-I-H-U-G-H-E-S-2-0 at gmail.com. Thanks and have a blessed day.